1: We have new Springsteen music, and there was much rejoicing. Uh, Yesterday, I sat down, I opened up a kind of link on a new app where people could join me. And Chris, uh, Stephen, and Donna all joined me, and we had a short discussion about uh, our thoughts about the song. We read a few thoughts uh, that people had tweeted about us. Um, at the end of the discussion, in fact, before we do that, I'm going to play a couple of voicemails I got from people talking about the new um, single. And then once I play them, then we're going to have the discussion with us. Um, I hope you let me know what you think of the new single. Thanks everyone.
2: Hello, this is uh, Tim Berger, lifelong Bruce fan uh, from New York City. Um, Saw your post on Twitter asking for people's thoughts on the new song. Um, wanted to call in and say that I think it is a plus. Definitely got a big working on a dream album vibe off of it, um, but definitely think that it bodes well for the album. I thought as a whole, Western Stars was um, a good album, and you know, think the, the boss is still churning out great stuff and. Cannot even believe that they did it in five days after reading the stories about had it started. Born to Run. Um, so looking forward to listening to the show tomorrow and hearing everyone else's thoughts.
0: Hey, this is Matt. I'm uh, from Columbus, Ohio. I am my summer of Bruce on Twitter. I just want to say I think the new single is um, really strong. I love the way he's writing about his relationship with his audience and how he's approached his writing and his artistry over so many years, I think he's tapping into something really fundamental. Um, it seems simple when you first hear it, but as you listen to the lyrics more and more, I think it really reveals itself um, as a powerful statement about how a writer approaches writing and how he's approached his work over the years. And, you know, the band sounds really great. I can't wait to hear more from this record. I'm really looking forward to it. Thanks.
1: Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing?
3: I'm good, too. Thank you very much.
1: Yeah, everything going well?
3: Yeah, no, going good, thanks.
1: Good. I, oh, it looks like it's on my Facebook. So there we go. So talk to me. Tell me, um, what do you think of the song? What do you think of the link? What do you think of uh, the, uh, you know, the first um, single?
3: um first time i listened to it and like i I, well i watched it with the video um and it came as a bit of a surprise What what day was it thursday or wednesday i can't remember that um but i did like such a busy day i hadn't been on facebook or twitter or anything the whole day and i get home and i open twitter and you know all the all my all the bruce fans i'm following have gone berserk um you know i'm thinking you know what's what's going on here mm. um and then i noticed there's a new song so i gave it a i, I followed the youtube link and yes. um gave it a listen with the video my first my first impressions i was a bit cautious it seemed hey. a bit especially with the video it seemed a bit bon jovi um and you know i thought it was maybe i was worried it was a little bit too sentimental um but then the second time i listened to it it seemed um it was better and since then each time it's you know it's like the typical bruce song you you hear things, well, you don't hear things the first time, and then you start to hear these like little, um, what's, what's the word for it? You know, it, it, it starts to make, it starts to make more sense the more times you listen to it.
1: Yeah. Very nice. Uh, I see a Steven, how you doing buddy? Hello, how Where's are Steven? you, Jesse? Good, good. Uh, Chris, meet Steven. Steven, meet Chris. Hi Hello there. <laughs> um, so uh, we're just getting started. I don't know how many people are going to join us. So, um, but for now, I've got, I have some things I want to read. Um, what the plan is that I'm going to take this into an audio and release it uh, on the feed. But for now, um, Steven, what are your thoughts on the this song, Steven?
0: I mean, I I mean, I don't I don't know where to start. I mean, it felt to me like it was um, very familiar in the best of ways, right? That mm-hmm. we, Bruce had been on a has been doing a lot of talking over the past few years in a variety of ways. You know, with the book and uh, Broadway, and then he did Western Stars, which was you know beautiful. I love Western Stars, but it this felt like a bit of a homecoming in a way here at the east street band that was my first reaction
1: yeah and you um you wrote a wonderful email to me and uh that that kind of went into the things and i've got it and uh but you really talked about that you think this is in a lot of ways him not morbidly but just the idea that um there's this is my words not you there's less road in front of him than there is behind him and he's kind of addressing that to a little bit do you do you as you've listened to it more do you still feel that way
0: yeah i mean yeah i do uh, you know I, I think i said this to you in my email but the thing that i've listened to Western stars a lot and the thing that strikes me is that 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 album begins with a hitchhiker you know, on the road with the, with the world out in front of him and ends with an older person as the leaves are falling from the trees on a dark road, uh, ending up in a parking spot. Yeah. You know, the idea that, that the time for travel and the time for journeying is coming to an end. And so, and I think that's what a lot of his last projects have been about. It's been about trying to make sense of the journey that he's been on. So, I mean, look, this is an unfair thing to say, but I, I do think that, you know, what I'm seeing Bruce do is try to strip away some of the artifice that he, you know, he's spoken to us in a variety of characters over the past 50 years, you know, people that resemble him, but are not necessarily him. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure he sees himself in the man driving the stolen car on Eldridge Avenue. Right. But that isn't him. Exactly. Exactly. No.
1: Right. yeah and right, because he talks about that on Broadway, right like that you know he he puts on his father's clothes, he puts on this working persona, and then he makes the I think a very funny joke that this is the first time he's ever had a job where he had to be at work five days a week you know this is and he's you know at 66 67 when he started this right. so that's that's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, it is. And here he's talking about in this song, he's just talking about, you know, what he tried to do over his life's work. And I don't know who the you is. I mean, I, I'm pretty, I guess, as a listener, I'm I've been a little bit I don't know, egocentric because I think the you is me, even though it doesn't necessarily have to be. But Yeah. What
1: do you, do you know, think I about think- that, Chris? <laughs> do you do you kind of feel the same way?
3: About how he puts himself into the songs or,
1: or is this song? Cause I do, I feel like the songs are directed to me. I am, I, yeah. I have that, I feel like he's talking to me and I think that's part of the magic of him.
3: Yeah, the, the the thing is like, I don't really, yeah, the songs that I relate to is I see myself in the song or the yeah. songs about me. Um. You know i i find and it's usually it'd be like even one or two words but click in my head that i can relate to something that's going on with me or you know that, yeah that absolutely and, and i and i tend to sort of make the rest of the song fit
1: yeah <laughs> so sure
3: even if it, even if it wasn't that it will you know and those are the ones that, that have the most personal meaning hmm yeah
1: uh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Stephen. Did you? Did you have another thought to feel?
3: I don't
0: know. I mean, I, I'm not really saying anything profound here or uh, you know, well thought out. It's
1: so well, I I reached out to some people to get feedback, and and um, Arlen Schumer, who has been on the podcast a couple of times, a pretty strong Springsteen historian. And uh, I'm gonna read you his statement, and then I'd like you guys. And we're certainly, I want to stress, everyone has the right to their own opinion, and, and I respect that. I, I got a little bit of grief on Twitter when I said I was surprised that people were critical of the song, and, you know. And from my perspective, I'm just happy that we are still getting new music from Bruce, right? Uh, but that doesn't mean everyone should love it. So, let me read what, um, arlen had posted he sent it to me he also posted on his facebook please five days recording an entire album no wonder the song letter to you sounds like it was written in five minutes a string of saccharine cliches that bruce cribbed from himself with a totally forgettable mundane melody that with nothing vocally or instrumentally standing out at all I'm not exactly dying to hear the rest of the album. Surprise me, Bruce. Remember when your songs used to surprise us? So I, I actually was a little irritated when I heard that, and then I had to remind myself everyone has to have their own um, opinion and they have to go through. Uh, I just will candidly say, and this is maybe because I became a, a huge Bruce fan like in 2002, Um, so I do not, it, maybe if I had been a fan in 74, 75, I would have that sense of reverence of those early albums and, you know, um, and I don't, I mean, you know, I, I, I certainly recognize their great albums, but, you know, I love Magic and I love Wrecking Ball and I, and I, you know, love these later albums. So, um, any thoughts on Arlen's feelings with the understanding he's perfectly acceptable to have that kind of thought.
3: I think with, like I said, I, when I first heard it, I thought, and I'm especially looking at the video, you know, sort of all these um, funny expressions and hugs and what, whatever I thought, this is very Bon Jovi. Um, but as the more I listened to, to it, the more it became Bruce. And I think what I've learned, you know, being a Bruce fan for 33 years, is some songs are just slow burners. Like it was only last year, but The Rising started to make sense to me. Um, but like I said, the more times I've listened to it, the, the more it sort of reverberates with me. Um, and, you know, I've, I've got the tune in my head now. Um, so yeah, it's like I said. The, the initial impression maybe wasn't totally favourable, but I'm I'm getting to like it, and I'm optimistic for the rest of the rest of the LP.
1: Yeah. Um, any thoughts, Stephen?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, my my initial thought is that the man is seventy years old, right? And he's seventy one years old. I don't know how much sense it makes, at least for me. And of course, as you said, everyone's entitled to their own opinion. I'm not, music speaks to us in different ways and I'm not gonna judge another person's experience when they listen to a song. But for me, I don't know how helpful it is to compare the work of a 70 year old with the work of a 30 year old. You know, I mean, Bruce is in a completely different place in his life. And what's been pretty amazing is watching him age and come to grips with being an older aging artist you know bruce had enough songs if he so wanted to that he wrote by the by 1980 to release them slowly you know and uh like perform them anew and make albums for the rest of his life but that's not the kind of artist he is right so he's someone that Records a bunch of songs, 70, 80 songs, picks the ones that he wants, puts them on the album and then throws the rest in a vault until he releases them on a thing like tracks, because what he's doing is chronicling where he is and in his life at this particular time. You know, I don't know what it's like to be 70. I'm 39 years old, but I do know that our culture is not particularly kind to the words of aging people, right? We tend to value those artists who are who, who come and who come on the scene when they're young, and and again, I think Bruce talks about that. Is Proc talks about this in his own book? But even those artists who you know burn out quickly, either they die young or they 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 create a lot of art when they're young and then they go away. We don't really see a lot of art, or uh, you know, made by people who are who are this old. So, I don't know.
3: No I, I, very, go ahead, like, first. Sorry. no, I said I find it very inspirational, but he's continued to be creative and original um, up to this point. You know, when I first became a fan in 1987, um, he was, I think, 30, 38 years old. So I thought that was the end of his career. I thought, well, you know, because pop stars don't. You know, you expect pop stars once they're past thirty-five, they're they're finished. Um, and in those days, there wasn't um, rock stars. You know, they were they became legacy acts. You know, once they're in their thirties and forties, um, very few were released. You know, I think from what I remember, were releasing anything really original. But Bruce has just carried on being original. Um, releasing new stuff, trying new things. And I think it's very inspirational, you know, now he's 70. And he's still. Producing very original stuff, um, you know, like Western stars. And I think. It, it's. To someone who's like 21 years younger than him, um, you know, it, it it gives hope for the future. Obviously, I'm not, I haven't got any of the talents he, he has, um, but it gives hope that there's there's a future even when you're old. You can still be creative. You can still be productive. Um, you know, and it is not the end. It's not just because you reach 65 doesn't mean you. You know, you put your feet up, you've still got something to give.
1: You know, um, I can't remember who, but I just recently had a guest and he said that um, when he when the reunion tour happened, like in 98, 99, he said, "Okay, this is the peak. You know they're going to become an oldies act. They they may tour every once in a while. You know, kind of, and and nothing against like the Eagles or you know yeah. someone who uh, just we're going to do a reunion show every few years and we'll go and we'll dance the Rosalita and we'll we'll be happy. You know, we'll we'll get darkness and you know it'll be an amazing show. And no way you would have predicted that. Well, okay, you know. I'm going to get the rising and then I'm going to get magic and then I'm going to get wrecking ball. And then I'm going to have him on Broadway. um, I think is a really an an interesting thought, right?
3: Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he's always finding ways to to reinvent himself in a way, but still be Bruce. You know, he's he's not, not in the way that someone like Madonna does it where she completely becomes a new person which you know i'm not saying is a bad thing yeah um like he he's he's still bruce even though yeah. he you know he um communicates in maybe a different way but or on a different fashion but he's, he's still you know still bruce
0: yeah you know I'll, I'll also say that i think it takes a fair amount of courage actually to do what he's doing right to um to be seventy years old to re- to release an album that, of course, when you compare it to Born to Run, isn't going to. I mean, they're not they're not gonna. You know, there's no comparing the two, but that doesn't mean there is still isn't some value there. And so, it does take some courage to put yeah. that out.
1: A- absolutely. Uh, we just got uh, Donna joining us. Hey there. How you doing?
0: Hi.
3: Hi, Donna.
4: Hi, guys i don't know if you can hear me i'm using this app for the very first time
1: us too and you oh, we can we? hear you fine <laughs> okay. so we're good so welcome to the discussion uh you want to kind of join us what your initial thoughts were on the song
4: yeah um i having trouble on this end hearing okay. you guys um Okay,
1: we can hear you fine.
4: Okay, that's better. Um, My initial thoughts on the song that he got me with those first two lines. Uh, Lyrics speak to me first before music. So, as soon as I heard the the poetic man putting strange and unusual words together, I was, I was hooked. Um, So for me, it's very much a word based uh, reaction. It's as simple as a song that it is. It it seems to hold a um, very significant thread of of emotion in it. Um, so that's that, that was my literally um, initial thoughts. Um, five or six times after um, the tears came and I'm still trying to figure out if the tears were related to the video more than the song. I think that's probably
1: yeah, I think that's a good point, and I'll let Chris and Stephen jump on. It's great seeing the band together—that joy. And and you missed earlier, Donna. Um, I had someone send in and and um a Arlen Schumer, and you know his feedback was, "Why would you take five days to make an album when you used to take forever? You know, like we don't need that." And you know, my thought is because he he keeps reinventing himself. And so I think the idea is, okay, we've spent nine months making an album. What would happen if we just all get in the band and, you know, a room and let's try to make one in five days. What would, what would that energy feel like? What would that creative force feel like? And, and I think that's a cool thing to do.
4: Yeah. I also, I I see your perspective and I, I hear Arlen I hear uh, other people uh, have said something in the last 24 hours, similar to that. And, you know, I I see both sides of it. Um, I don't know the music details. I don't know. I don't hear things from a musician's standpoint. And a a lot of criticism seems to be coming from that. Um, But I just remember when he was doing press and, and reading the book. uh, Time is very finite for him. Now, more so than it used to be. And I would hazard a guess that if something feels right, he's more likely to just go with it rather than overthink it
1: now. That's kind of a little bit what you were talking about, huh, Stephen? I mean, that's a different perspective, but you kind of had similar things saying about that, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I did. You know, um, there's a couple of things I'd say to, to that. Like, I, yeah, he doesn't have that much time left. I actually think he's at a stage now where he's trying to figure out how to end that lifelong conversation he's been having with us. Not necessarily that he's going to retire or not that he's not going to make any more albums, but he turned 71 in a couple of weeks. And so... You know, he has to be thinking about okay, how do we begin to wrap this up, and what's a nice way of doing that, or what's what's a way that brings some closure on this journey that we've all been on. You know, I'm 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 39. I'm younger. I, I came to him rather late in his career, like you, Jesse. Yeah. So, but I, you know, a man who has at the sort of the the last great rock star doesn't have anything to prove when he is writing "Darkness on the Edge of Town." and born to run and throwing the tapes in the pool like his back is against the wall and it has to be perfect otherwise he's getting cut and no one will ever hear all the things that he has to say at this point he has said what he needs to say over and over and over again and he's been a valuable voice at this point what he needs to say is how do i how do i make sense of the journey that we've all that we've all been on i don't i'm not going to overthink it i've already overthought it
1: it, so i want to i want to hear what chris and donna think about that but i want to share he's a storyteller by far right uh, we see that in these serious xm shows he's done that he can tell a story whether he's writing his autobiography whether he's doing a broadway show or in these dj sessions he is weaving a story so i absolutely think As a storyteller, I don't want to end my story unfinished. Like you know, I I I will never stop producing, but I want to put a bookend to this journey and conversation we've been having. Chris, your thoughts?
3: Um, going to the you know sort of the brief time that was used, you know, needed to record the song i don't know if it i don't know if it, um was it just five days to record the song
1: they say the, what i understand and speak of well, you guys here the whole album they say the whole album honestly. took them five days they got in the studio and i don't know how many hours a day but over five days they had recorded an album
3: well i, I can see that it, you know the the brief time is probably needed more by necessity than ever anything else you know in when they were like 25 they probably had all the time in the world you know they didn't have families and other commitments now most well just about all the members of the band have solo careers you know they've probably got they've got families kids grandkids um you know i'm sure it's a a logistical challenge to get the whole band together at the same place you know at the same time for any amount of time um so that you know i, I consider you know that they, they wouldn't be able to have however many weeks or months it took to record Born yeah. to run yeah and also you know it, it, it's, you're not going to he's not going to do another born to run yeah. Uh, if he did, it, yeah, it wouldn't "Born to Run" wouldn't be "Born to Run," would it? If it yeah, if exactly. could knock them off like, every four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, he, he's trying something different, and you know, I'm sure, like I said already, it's it's very promising, and I'm sure the album's going to be going to live up to expectations.
1: Yeah, Donna, how about you?
4: I was nodding my head so much. And for some reason, I can't see Chris. Okay. I don't know if that's my poor signal. But um, uh, Chris, I don't know who you are, but I uh, couldn't are you, agree with are you more. Are you Bruce um, Buns
3: Donna Donna? Yes. Oh, I, I've got, I am. I've got... Hi, hi, I'm Chris from South Africa. You sent me a mug ages ago. Where's my mug? Oh, yeah. I'm going to get my yeah,
0: mug. Yeah, yeah. I...
4: I know who who he's going it, to get I the mug for you. us no very Yes and
1: and oh, uh, obviously okay. yes Donna from Donna, uh, from Bruce Funds and uh, uh has you know I think mouth. you do have there. Chris is showing it. Yes he is. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I, I will. Somebody. You know you what's see what's it. and and More I think this. um Donna has done as much to um Foster this un- this this family of Springsteen fans that we have as anyone, but uh, anyway. So, Donna, you were saying you were nodding your head as you were listening to Chris and Stephen talk.
4: Well, yeah, I think that um, when you when a person um, loses people around them, um, perhaps you know, at a peer level, so age level or achievement wise, when, when your group of friends start dying and when your parents need, um, extensive elderly care, um, that the lack of time left to you is so, um, obvious and the live in the moment, uh, ideal Uh, I can see it coming more and more to the forefront of of someone's mind and I I don't think he has purposely made a swan song uh, album I do think he he has said what if my friends that I've recorded with what if we lose someone else you know let's let's live in the now let's make what we can while we can and get it out there i'm not he, he's not saying this right. is the last time we're ever going to be together yeah. but what if it is so let's just yeah, I, I, I wanted to read
1: uh, jeff calloway um who's yeah jeff who's who's here in Isn't the DFW it, yeah. area, has been on the show a couple times. He tweeted, thinking about Letter to You, the last few years, Bruce has been looking back. The river, the second leg of that tour, his book, Broadway. I think this is the culmination of that, adding the three older songs too. Letter to You is about Springsteen's conversation with us. Maybe? I, I think that's, we all kind of been saying that. I, I do think that is what I think is a very real thing. I also don't think we should, you know, he has not lost his mother yet physically, but emotionally in a lot of ways, he has lost his mother. And seeing that I'm sure is is poignant. I, I think, you know, one of the most poignant things in the net Netflix is when he does the wish and he shares about his mother fighting, I think it is, um, you know, it, it reminds him he is thinking of this a lot.
3: Just on a, this is like a going off on a bit of a tangent, but going back to the Netflix show, and then he's, he's talking about the dream he has of his dad, and he's he's watching himself perform on stage with his dad, and, and as. Yeah, and as he says, fire. that's how I yeah. see you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, like, I can relate to that. You know, when I was a kid, my dad was, you know, he was there with James Bond or the best footballers around or, or, or whatever. I think you always look up at you and admire your dad. Um, I'd say my, my dad didn't have any sort of, um, what's the word? Um you know, there was nothing objective about him. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm sure that's for any kid. They, they see their father yeah. as their I, hero or along with their heroes. They're on the, on the same path.
1: Absolutely. Um, Steven? Anyway.
3: Yeah, you know, as you were
0: talking, I was thinking about, you know, something you were saying, Donna, about, you know, what if this is the last time we're together? You know, I, I, I've noticed the, I've noticed this before and I've been kicking around in my head. You know, his first album is Greetings from Asbury Park, very clearly a postcard. And now we're getting a letter. Right. It It, it is, a, you know, and Bruce is someone who does think in terms of bookends all the time, you know, Born to Run begins in the morning and it ends, you know, with an ambulance pulling away in the middle of the night. He is someone that understand, and as I said, Western star starts with a hitchhiker and then ends with someone pulling into a parking spot, you know? So there is a, there is a sense of, of, of closure to it, even if I'm not saying it's the end, but you, you can tell him thinking about him starting to think about those sorts of things.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. I think really well said. Um, I did want to, I, I, a lot of people tweeted. And so um there, there is a couple of people. Uh, Stewart Godler uh, tweeted mediocre, trite lyrics, worst opening <laughs> lyric ever. Big letdown, missed opportunity. And uh, Dennis said a lot like many, many tracks before it, unremarkable, but just glad he's back. Um, and and we talked a little bit before you jumped on um and and I think Stephen and Chris both said you you can't duplicate what you've done before and you shouldn't want to. Um and so I I respect everyone's opinion. I just think from a different perspective and I did end up tweeting this. Ask a fan of David Bowie, ask a fan of Prince, ask a fan of Johnny Cash, do, would I want new music? And the absolute is yes, I wish I would. And so I am just thrilled at soon to be 71, you got the band back together and they're making music and that video shows them having fun and laughing and joking with each other. And and I just think I said it was a gift and someone said, oh, it's not a gift. You got to buy it. And I'm like, well, I'm using gift in a different method. I just think it's a blessing for me, especially with 2020.
4: Anytime a creative individual can produce something that they feel is worth sharing with someone else as an artistic individual myself, I see that as a gift. Do you have to pay for those gifts sometimes if you appreciate it? yeah, but I mean it's gonna be on spotify for for what yeah, zero point exactly. zero point one percent I mean. You don't have to necessarily buy it, so I don't. I don't feel that that's is exactly accurate these days. But um, I think that, like you said, Jesse, those and Tom Petty fans, those individuals who are, are no longer with us, would their fans just love a crumb of mediocre? a crumb of a half finished song that maybe someone else in the band puts together and releases. I mean, print, the Prince estate is releasing some things I'm, I'm not fully, uh, you know, up on that, but it, it, I just how you could, people could nitpick apart absolutely anything, you know, there are people out there who want to nitpick born to run the album and at some point, you just got to go. Okay, you know, to each your to each his own. We see things differently. I respect the musicians out there who are saying, you know, there's a guy who stripped out all the lyrics already, all the words already, and just has has replayed it with his own instruments, and he says it is exactly the same song as um, Land of Hope and Dreams. I listen to the track yeah. he played. I don't hear "Land of Hope and Dreams," but he does, and he's adamant about his. Yeah, I don't hear I that at all. That, I don't but, do that at all. <laughs> you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, Jesse, that's one of your favorite songs. You would notice exactly, it. <laughs> absolutely. I would. It is by far. Uh, I did want to add on the plus side, Stephanie Phillips, who's been on the show. She is a uh, writer, has done some wonderful comic book work, and she said, "It's 2020, and we are given new Bruce." All I know is that I heard that grisly voice and I suddenly felt a little less depressed. I loved it. And then she attached the gif, uh, you know, from uh Blind by the light Bruce is the direct line to all that is true in this shitty world. And, uh, <laughs> I will tell you, Stephanie Phillips, your, your tweet, it actually gives me a little tears right now that, um, and, and I'm not telling anyone how they should feel, but she summed up exactly how I felt. Right? I have said, uh, new album, new out, al- a new album from Bruce in October, a new president in November, and 2020 will be a little less crap. <laughs> Sorry to put my politics in it, but that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah.
4: Okay. Um, I'm I'm tearing up a little bit too, because I just, I feel so fortunate to have been a fan for so many decades and, and there are fans ahead of me who've been fans for much longer. And I have dear friends now who have only been fans for 12, maybe 15 years. And they're so new and they're just discovering things. And it's, um, it's it's amazing to to just see the gamut of of how this man can touch people musically. It's it's so rare, and yeah. um, I'm just glad to be a part of it. Yeah. And if that makes me seem simple or um, someone who drinks yeah. the Kool Aid, as they like to say, bring it on! Give me the biggest gulp. Possible. I'll drink it down because there's going to be days yeah, ahead I, I when we don't have something I really new agree. from him, and I'll take I'll yeah. take all of the um, give. All right, so
1: we've been talking for a while, so I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, I don't want to overstay our wake. Welcome, uh, Chris. Any final thoughts?
3: Um, no, it, it's. I think it helps. With, you know with Bruce releasing stuff yeah I've noticed here um, in South Africa that a sense of normality is beginning to reappear slowly um, and just I think there's a feeling we're on the on the up curve back to normality and you're on a down curve with regards to COVID Um, and Bruce releasing something now just sort of adds to the, you know, just that feeling of, you know, things are are getting better. Um, Yeah, so, you know, it's like I said, the the year can't get much worse. (laughs) (laughs) Really, anything that happens can only be better.
1: Let's not Donna, how about you? It. Some final thoughts? I would say let's
4: not tempt it, Chris, because I can't imagine worse, <clears throat> and I um, I don't want a civil war in this country. Um, so uh, final thoughts. I took a look at the track names and the the length of time on some of those, And I am looking forward to uh, just eating each new track as if it's a a multi-course meal. And as for this first uh, course of this single, it's a beautiful appetizer. And if it's not the heaviest, that's okay. It should start out light.
0: You know... um... Jesse, I, I will echo what you said about the new album in October and a new president in November. And it, it, even even if we don't get a new president in November, at least I'll have a Bruce album to help me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To help, uh, you know, salve my my broken heart.
1: Yeah, well said, well said. Um, I appreciate all three of you joining me. Um, I am excited about the new album. I My hope is that we are in a place... Uh, Health wise, that Donna will be working to provide tickets to people who've never seen Bruce in sometime in uh, 2021. Uh, give my uh, plug for Bruce Funds. Uh, truly, one of I think one of the kindest, nicest things that we do as a as a family of of listeners. And so, thank you for all that work. Um, and and it just I just want to think. You know, selfishly that Bruce said, Hey, that Jesse's guy got the fifth anniversary of Set Lessing Bruce. Maybe I should put a new episode, you know, a new, uh, you know, song out just to help us celebrate that, uh, anniversary. Uh, right. I mean, it could happen. It could be. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Give us something new to uh, talk about. Sure. Why not? We'll wrap it up. Okay. Any of you want to Uh, um, anyone to share your uh, how to reach you on social media, Chris?
3: Um, Twitter um, at flickris, F L I C K R I S. That's probably the best way. And the same yeah. on Instagram as well.
1: Chris has is part of. A, I have a new episode coming up where he and Ian and Bella, uh, we all pick the, our top number five for the fifth anniversary tracks on each official release. Stephen, are you on social media?
0: Nope. You can't find me anywhere.
1: <laughs> All right. So if, you want to, if you want if you want, to give Stephen feedback, email me and I will get it to him. Donna, how about you?
4: I appreciate Stephen's lack of yes. media, social media. I wish I could be sometimes. Um, you can find me, actually, the website is brucefuns.com Dot org, that's b r u c e, f u n d s dot o r g, and there's links on there to find me on Instagram. All right, uh, Instagram. Chris,
1: Stephen, Donna, thank you so much for joining me. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have to do it again in October when we have a new album to discuss. So, but for now, listeners, yeah, listeners, take care of yourself. Stay safe. It would be an honor. Wash your hands. Remember your social. Wear an and mask, as the man <laughs> said. And uh, remember, we love you, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlustingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessiejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlustingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Brew shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only setlisting bruce Setless and bruce is part of the southgate media podcast group the theme for Setless and bruce was written by david rosen used by permission
2: it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football